Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. Beloved, this is a day that the Lord has made. His word says we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm Apostle Lian Kofi bringing you a word of encouragement from the heart of your father. But before the word of God comes, be blessed by this song titled, I Will Pray by Lanel Harris. God bless you. It's a wonderful song. You'll be blessed by it. Praise the name of the Lord. We will pray in the morning. We'll pray in the afternoon. We'll pray in the evening. We will cast all our cares upon you. A beautiful song by Lanal Harris. Amen. On prayer. Beloved, we pray. Yes, we do pray. But seldom or most often we do not hear sermons about prayer. But this morning, beloved, the Lord quickens my spirit to bring you this word of encouragement, to encourage you to pray. Because most of the time when we are discouraged in life, prayer is the first thing that runs out of the window. And indeed, when the enemy wants to attack your life, the first thing that he does is take prayer out of your life. Once prayer goes, then the room is made for his destruction. So, beloved, we must keep prayer we must keep the bulwark of prayer around us. Hallelujah. Once you are praying, it means that you are connected to God in communication, in a certain level of faith. Hallelujah. And the enemy cannot penetrate your armor to destroy you. This morning, I'm bringing you a word from the heart of your father to encourage you to pray. And I've titled it, The Strength That Prayer Brings. Indeed, 
prayer itself, even before the answer comes, strengthens us. When you pray about anything in faith, once the burden is lifted because you have lifted and loaded the burden on the Lord, you feel better. Why? Because you know that the problem is no longer your problem. It becomes it's become God's problem because you've given it to him. And the prayer itself, beloved, is a beginning of your testimony. I read from Psalm 116, the verse 1 to 19. The psalmist says, I love the Lord because he heard my voice and my supplication. Because he has inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call on him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. The Lord preserved the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with thee. Hallelujah. I love this psalm. The psalmist says that he loves the Lord because he heard his voice and his supplication and he inclined his ear unto him. Hallelujah. And he helped him. Many people can hear your voice of complaint, your voice of mourning. When you talk to people about your problem, they can listen, they can hear you. But not many people can feel what you are feeling or really empathize with what you are going through. Neither can they do anything about it. But beloved, when we pray unto God, he just doesn't listen. He acts upon our prayer. And indeed, the wonderful thing about God is that he knows the prayer in your heart even before you utter them with your lips. He says, before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Amen. That is the beauty about praying to God. Now, the psalmist is saying that he was in a deep state of trouble where death was upon him. But in his sorrow and in his trouble, he called upon the name of the Lord. And God did deliver him. Hallelujah. He said God delivered him. God delivered his soul from death and his eyes from tears and his feet from falling. He said, therefore, in the verse 9, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore, I have spoken. I was greatly afflicted. In my haste, I said, all men are lies. What shall I render unto the Lord for his benefits towards me? He said uh, he was in haste. He, he thought that that was the end for him. And he complained. But when he prayed unto God, God heard him and God answered him. Hallelujah. He said that change came to him. Therefore, he will offer sacrifice of thanksgiving and he will call upon the name of the Lord and he will pay his vows unto the Lord in the presence of his people. Hallelujah. He said, praise the Lord. This psalmist is saying that he was in deep trouble, but when he prayed unto the Lord, change in his condition came and the situation changed by prayer. Beloved, prayer will change everything that you need changed. Prayer will change your situation. Prayer will change that issue. Hallelujah. He said, I called upon the Lord. Oh Lord, I beseech thee, help me, deliver my soul. And the Lord heard him and delivered him. Beloved, Romans 10, 13 says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Whenever we pray unto God, he says that we shall be saved, we shall be delivered. Prayer will bring that change from bondage to liberty. 
Hallelujah. Beloved, when we pray unto God, we appeal to God's grace. And that is what the psalmist in Psalm 116 did. He appealed to the gracious nature of God. He called on God for his mercy. He called on God for his help. And God dealt bountifully with him. God did exceedingly, abundantly above all he could ever think or even imagine. And beloved, that's what happens when we also pray to God. When we pray unto God, God hears us, God answers us, and God deals bountifully with us. The psalmist said, God delivered his soul from death. God delivered his eyes from tears and his feet from falling. Oh, this morning I pray that as you hear this word encouraging you to pray, you will rise up in prayer. And I pray that may God deliver you also from death. May he deliver your eyes from tears. That means that may the discouragement, that may the depression cease and your feet from falling. Hallelujah. You will not fail. You will not fall in life. By the power of prayer, you will come into a change in your situation. Amen. And by that prayer, amen, things will happen. Miracles are birthed in the place of prayer. Amen. And God wants us to pray. God calls us unto prayer. Amen. It is he who says that we should ask. Hallelujah. Matthew 7, 7 to 40 says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receiveth and he that seeks findeth and to him that knocks it shall be opened. Then he said, what man of man are you whom if his son asks bread, he will give him a stone or if he asks for fish, he will give him a serpent. They say, if you then be as evil as you are, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? Shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Hallelujah. God said we should ask and he will give to us. We should knock. It will be open to us. We should seek. You will find. Amen. So because when we ask, we receive. When we seek, we find. When we knock, it shall be open unto us. Then he made reference to man. He said, even you men, when your children ask you for bread, you won't go and bring, pick up a stone and give it to him. No, you will give them bread and maybe add butter to it too because you love your children. If your children ask you for fish, you won't take a serpent or a scorpion and give it to them. No, you will give them the best of fish or whatever you have because you love them. Then he says that we men, we are full of evil truly, but God is holy and God is righteous. God is pure. And that if we can even do good to our children, like how much more? He, the holy God. Beloved, you must understand something. God is not like man. Bible says God is not like man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not make it good? Whatever God has said, he will make it good. He will do it. God says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Ask. It's as simple as that. Ask and receive the answers to your request. Seek him and you'll find him. Knock and he'll open unto you great and mighty doors that you've never even imagined. Hallelujah. Because he's our good father. He's a good father who loves his children. Bible says, as a father pitieth his children, so that the Lord pity us. God has compassion on us. Amen. And he says, call upon me, unto me, and I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know about. Jeremiah 33. We used to call it God's telephone number. He said, call upon me and I will answer you. Beloved, call upon God. Instead of crying, instead of mourning and groaning and murmuring and being distraught, call upon God. Instead of taking your own way, instead of doing what you think is the right thing to do, 
call upon God. Before any action, call upon God. He is the knower. He knows all things. He is also the bishop and the good shepherd of your soul. Bring everything before God in prayer. Pray about everything, beloved, and receive the good answers from the Lord. The Lord will hear you and the Lord will answer you. Ask and it shall be given unto you. And beloved, there's one thing about God is that God loves us so much and he loves us with a perfect love that he gave his only begotten son Jesus to die in our stead. Amen. And Jesus is now our intercessor. The Bible says he sits at the right hand of God making intercession on our behalf. Praise the Lord. The word of God, beloved, is pure and it is true. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, our great mediator and our intercessor, beloved, feels what you feel. Men can sympathize, but he can empathize because he's been through everything that we are going through. Hallelujah. I read from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 to 16, which says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, pressing even to the sunder, a sound of soul and spirit of the, and of the joints and the marrow, and is a descent of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. There's nothing that is not manifest in the sight of God, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So the Bible says that, seeing that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, our confession, what we say. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet what was without sin. Jesus can be touched with the feeling of your infirmity. Whatever you are going through, Jesus knows and he cares. He empathizes with you. He feels your pain. Bible says that when Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus wept. Why? Because he empathized with the pain of Martha and Mary and all the people that were crying. More so, he loved Lazarus. And through the power of compassion, he called Lazarus back to life. Jesus can be touched with the feeling of your infirmities, of my infirmities. That's why the Bible says that when we go through the water, God promised that he'll be with us. He will not leave us nor forsake us to the danger and the perils of the dark waters. No, he will be in it with you to secure your life. When you go through the fire, he says he will be in the fire with you, that the fire will not burn you. In fact, there will be no smell of smoke on you after it's all done and over. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego experienced it. They were thrown in the fiery furnace, but they were not burnt. Why? Because God was with them. Beloved, your God is with you. He loves you. And he answers every prayer because he can be touched by what you are going through. Amen. He, he feels your pain. And so, beloved, when you come to the throne of grace to ask for help, come boldly. Come boldly as a son or a daughter of the king. Come boldly as one that has been bought and be redeemed by the blood. Come boldly as one has been blood washed by the blood of the lamb bought by the blood and cleansed by the blood. Amen. The Bible says that let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. The throne of God is not the throne of judgment. It's a throne of grace, unmerited favor, and divine help. 
He said, we should come to that throne of grace where we find mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Beloved, I don't know what your need is this morning. I mean, everyone has a point, a, a point of need, something they need, something that is going on. They need attention. They need something to be done about it. Every one of us do. But Bible says that when we come boldly onto the throne of grace, onto the throne of mercy, we will find grace and mercy to help us. That is, as we come in prayer. Amen. God takes delight in your prosperity. God wants it to be well with you. And that is why he says that, come, let us reason together. Come, let us talk about this issue. Even though your sins be as red as crimson, they shall be as white as wool. God is always on the lookout for his children. And you, child of God, you are the beneficiary of the love, the compassion, and the benevolence of God. And he says to you this morning, stop fretting, pray. Prayer will bring you strength and prayer will bring answers to your need. He calls us unto prayer. Amen. And so pray. And as you pray, beloved, strength will be given to you and answers will come to you. In the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 29 to 31, we see a certain answer to prayer that was amazing. Bible says that when the apostles were beaten and they threatened them not to preach in the name of the Lord Jesus. When they went back to where they were staying, they prayed unto the Lord and said, The Lord, listen to their threats and give your servants power that with all boldness we may speak your word. Stretch forth your hand so that signs and wonders and miracles may be done through the name of Jesus. And Bible, and when they had prayed, oh, when they prayed, when they finished praying, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word of God with boldness. The place actually shook because the power of God was released. Whenever you pray, the power of God is released to bring a definite performance to his word. Amen. So beloved, pray. Pray to God. Pray without season. Pray in the morning. Pray in the afternoon. Pray in the evening. And you will see the move of God upon your life. Don't stop praying. Don't let discouragement take prayer out of your heart and out of your mouth. Pray. This is the time to pray. The harder it gets, the more we need to pray. And I tell you by the word of God that there will surely be an answer to your prayer. God will not turn a deaf ear to you or a blind eye to you. God bless you and receive tangible solutions and tangible answers to your prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray over you. In the mighty name of Jesus, this morning I pray over your life, beloved, and I call for a quickening of your spirit unto prayer. Holy Spirit, quicken, my God, the spirit of this dear one unto prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray upon you, beloved, that may God hear you and may God answer your prayer quickly. May there be a testimony from your house, a testimony from before your, between, before your lips, in the mighty name of you, may you speak of the goodness of the Lord. May testimonies come to you as you pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, beloved. But if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, this is the time. This is that prayer. And I mean that prayer that changes your destiny. Pray this prayer after me, receiving Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. 
Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the son of God who came to die for my sins. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. God bless you, beloved. If you just pray that prayer after me, you are saved. You are saved. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. But remember to share this good word of God with as many people as you can. God bless you and have a fruitful and a wonderful day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.